So, you want to be an orthopedic surgeon. Lucky for you, you've come to the right place to learn all about the intricacies comprising the field of orthopedic medicine. We've got an entertaining episode ahead, and I hope that you enjoy it. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. On today's episode of So You Want to Be an Orthopedic Surgeon, I have a twist for you listeners. I've brought on Ashley Scott, who is a dear friend of mine, to come in and share her thoughts on what she looks for as an, in an orthopedic surgeon as a patient. Ashley is no stranger to orthopedic surgery. She has unfortunately had to undergo five surgeries on her back and in her arm. As an experienced patient, Ashley has noticed differences between the orthopedic surgeons who have treated her. Becoming an orthopedic surgeon stretches beyond just being good in surgery. You must have a proper level of understanding, communication, and compassion with your patient. This can help separate an average surgeon from a great one. Before I give the floor to Ashley, I want to share some of her interests and direction in life because she's pretty cool. Ashley is a graduating senior at UCSB with a future degree in psych and brain sciences. She hopes to work in geriatrics after obtaining a master's in social work in her near future. While at UCSB, she's been a research assistant in the Center for Mindfulness and Human Potential Lab under Dr. Mrazek and played a key role in her acapella group, Vocal Motion. Let me digress briefly. If you have never been to an acapella concert, you are missing out on a complete show. Anyways, Ashley is coming on the pod to have a discussion with me about what separates orthopedic surgeons from a patient perspective. We both have had five surgeries apiece, and I think you will gain, as a listener, a better understanding of how to treat a patient correctly. This is going to be a deep conversation, so get ready for an action-packed episode. Let's get started, Ash, and you can introduce yourself. All right. Oh, my gosh. Wait, love that we both have had five surgeries. Yeah, I know. It's kind of when I thought about a patient, an ideal patient to have on, I immediately thought of you, and oh my gosh. I'm really Honored. glad that you agreed, so let's get started. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. My first category involves the emotion that you can feel while being a patient in orthopedics. Yeah. As a provider, it is important to have some understanding of what is going through a surgical patient's mind at all points in the healing journey. And I know that some surgeons, and it's not a bad thing if you've never had a surgery because I envy you if you've never yeah, had a right, surgery. Right, right. I want to be you. <laughs> I want to be you. So if it's okay to be a surgeon without actually being a patient, but it's good to have some mindset of what it means to be a patient that has to have surgery because there's a lot of emotions that you can experience yeah. my first question is like i said i know you've had three surgeries on your back and two on your arm i want you to think about the first time you showed up to an orthopedic clinic with an injury what was going through your head emotions wise um yeah the first time i was like 11 or 12 because i had scoliosis and i guess it was really bad it was like 70 degrees or something you're supposed to get surgery at 40 so that was crazy. But I think I was really, I was way too young at the time. So that's like another factor I, I laugh about compared to like me having surgery at 21 versus 12. When I was 12, I was just excited to like not have to wear the back brace anymore. <laughs> and my doctor was so confused when he told me I, I had to have a spinal fusion and I was like elated. I was like, yes, this sounds really great. Like no more physical therapy, no more 
spinal stuff. So I was actually really excited. It was really freaky. My doctor was like really freaked out by that. <laughs> it's like, I've never seen that before. Yeah. I remember when I, <laughs> I had my first surgery. It was actually on my knee. I yeah, tore yeah, my yeah. meniscus and I always right. think it was like 11. And I just remember sitting in the chair at my doctor's office. He told me I'm going to be out for three months. My first thought was, wow. I don't have to run the mile in PT anymore. <laughs> right, right. I, like, I get to go on the side. I get to sit and relax. I'm going to have yeah. a great time. And little did I know that that was going to kickstart right. a lot of future <laughs> trauma. Yeah, it wouldn't carry over. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with that. Like, when you're so young, it's, like, beautiful how innocent you are because, I don't know, your doctor tells you one thing and you really believe that it's going to be completely fixed and your life's going to go back to normal. And now when I'm older, I think my doctors have done a good job, like, emotionally kind of gauging where I'm at like they kind of they give me steps to prepare like hey it's gonna be like this in the future like maybe you won't run again maybe you won't play soccer again other things so I think that has kind of helped I'm glad I didn't get that as a kid I'm glad my doctor was just like yep let's roll with it but yeah it's been it's been an interesting ride and like you said, I'm sure you've grown tremendously as a patient understanding what's right. going on and <laughs> yeah. I, I feel that too I've was bright eyed at 12. And now yeah. that I've had surgeries all through until right. 20, I've seen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what surgery really means. And that's right. going to be my next question. I want to okay. move on to surgery. I've always said to people who have never had surgery that the surgery itself is easy. The nurses yeah. put a breathing mask on and they count back from 10. <laughs> yeah. Like I try to stay awake for as long as possible. I'm always out by like eight from what I remember. Right. But the anesthesia kicks in and all of a sudden you wake up and you're in the recovery room. The hardest part, in my opinion, is every second after you wake up, when you're right. asleep, you don't feel anything. Yeah. How did the surgeries go for you? They were, oh my gosh, my first, so my spinal fusion, that was awful, learning how to rewalk. I agree. I, I woke up and I did not know where I was. I was so confused. So there was that one. I've also had like a couple foot surgeries. Those ones are hard because you also just have to relearn how to walk, and it's tough. I think my I think my back surgeries were definitely the hardest in terms of just extreme pain, extreme uncom like being uncomfortable. But yeah, it's hard when you wake up. It's hard to. It's always hard to mentally prepare yourself. I feel like we're a lot stronger than we guess. Like, if you're physical therapist at the hospital, you're glaring at them, you're giving them the side eye, you're like, I don't want to get up. You can always do it. You can always make it up the stairs. But it's just mentally exhausting, especially when you've had five surgeries. Like, when I woke up from my last one in the fall, it was my fifth one, I was just so exhausted by then. I was just like, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, and I think that's what, I think that's what makes it hard. It's just kind of like, it's almost more a mental game. That's so silly to say when it's literally all physical, but it feels more mental. I agree with you. It's just, it's very, it's very tough. It's, it's a tough one to get through. I can definitely speak to that. And yeah. there's some generic emotions that you feel as a patient. Obviously, right. one thing to keep in mind as a doctor is your patient doesn't want to be there. Maybe, no. maybe if they're like 11, like we, like, we yeah. were. but once you get past a certain age, your right. patient doesn't want to be there. They know that them being there is a bad thing. It's a negative. Yeah. Yeah. You don't show up to the doctor's office happy to be there. No. You try to put a smile on your face. You try to be nice to staff, but yeah. you, if you're in pain, you're, you're probably feeling a multitude of emotions. Yeah. What, what are some of the negative emotions that you've 
felt just just to give my listeners some glimpse of what you feel definitely fear anxiety um like anger at times (laughs) anger at times not because of the staff but just because of pure circumstance you just like honestly maybe resentment at times too there was a really long time where I I was so jealous and resentful of like able-bodied experiences especially in that hospital like even my physical therapist I was like I want to be you like even my mom just like getting food I it was strange it it's almost like you should be there feels like this pressure to be grateful like you're gonna get back to that place but in the thick of the moment sometimes you just you feel nothing but like anger sadness sadness it's it can be dark it's sad yeah there's a a lot of dark places that you can go to as a patient and it's important as an orthopedic surgeon ashley's had orthopedic surgeries and i've had orthopedic surgeries and it's important to understand that where your patient is coming from and i think what ashley just said is very true you can be scared. I was really scared. I'm scared for each surgery. <laughs> Me too. You, know, you put on I'm a brave face. You put on a brave face. You said, let's get it done. I'm ready to be better. But right. you don't know if you're going to be better. And chances are you you, you probably aren't ever going to be. And that was something that I had right. to accept with my shoulders. And it's a hard place yeah. to be. So when, when those emotions came up, were those before surgery or more after surgery? Because I know for me, recovery was the most challenging part of my healing process. Yeah. When you are not receiving those results that you're looking for, it can be mentally taxing, like you said. Yeah. So towards the last couple of surgeries, I was mentally down. Yeah. Have you yeah, felt, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you felt right. the same, but. I think, you know, unfortunately, in a lot of things in life, I'm like, don't don't be prone to results. Like don't define your choices, your successes by resulting, which just means, you know, don't look at the end result literally. And then be like, Oh, was that a good choice based on the success of that result? I think that's very hard to do as an individual when you're getting surgeries, when you're going through medical practices, there's always so many different options you can take. Many people, even if they need a surgery, they don't, decide to go through with it or they try to do physical therapy or you know different things they try a lot of different alternative routes so when you finally have to go through the surgery route I agree I think the hardest part for me is like the afterwards I think before you're nervous but you're almost excited it's this kind of unknown territory and and you have a lot of faith in your doctors so I I think that can be exciting but it's afterwards, especially if it doesn't work out the way that you want or you don't feel 100% and you just thought it was going to like heal all your problems. I think that's where it's been the most emotionally taxing for me and just hard to, to navigate, especially with your doctors, because your doctors are probably thinking it's going to fix it. And if it doesn't, then you're it's it's hard. You're at a standstill. It's hard to navigate that kind of unknown space when you thought it was going to work out, if that makes sense. I don't know if I was clear. No, you're you're totally clear. And it's one of those things where this is this is more about me a little bit here. Please. When I the my inspiration, <laughs> the whole reason why I'm doing orthopedic surgeries is in part because I remember laying on the operating table right before surgery and I told myself I can't let these scars be for nothing. I'm going through all this pain. It's expensive. 
It's a long recovery. Oh, it's so expensive. No <laughs> one talks about that. <laughs> yeah, no one talks about how expensive it is. But it's it's you can be mentally down, especially if you just think that these are all setbacks. Yeah. And I don't know if you felt that way because I can certainly 100%. feel the moment I re-injured my shoulder again, it was just a straight setback and yeah. I was going to gain nothing from it. Yeah. But I told myself I wasn't going to let that happen. And here we are. Right. It's It's almost like... It's so nice to find the silver lining when you're down, but sometimes it just sucks. Some like, especially if you re-injure it, sometimes you're like, wait, it's just bad. And like, let's get through it. You don't have to, you don't have to make every single thing in your life, this ultimate triumph. You don't have to be the hero in every story. Sometimes you just have to get through it. And I agree because I've had multiple back surgeries, foot, arms, whatever, all the body parts per se. But I agree. It's I when I finally learned that I almost felt more at peace. Like it doesn't have to be this huge, huge, big moment. It can just be like, hey, I'm going through a tough time and I'm gonna get through it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be this like this. It doesn't have to be a college essay getting into college, right? It doesn't have to be like, hey, this changed my life for the better, and now I'm now I started ten different companies and I start <laughs> I start a fund for orthopedic surgeons. Sometimes it's just. You can be proud of yourself just for getting through it. I think that is a wonderful point. And you don't have to conquer the world after you have surgery. <laughs> right, right. Most of the time, you, you can't do it for whatever reason. Yeah. But what you can do is you can learn from it. Yeah. At least learn from it and keep growing as a person. Yeah. And take it, take it as a, you get knocked down and... You don't have to come back up right away. Right, you can right. Stay down. I love that. I you, li- you can stay down. You can stay down for a while, and but eventually you start. Eventually you grow back. You yeah, start getting you get better. better. Well, thank you for that talk on emotions. I want to transition into your past experiences with orthopedic surgeons directly. Okay. Because now we, as now our listeners have a good sense of what you feel, what I felt, and I feel like those are pretty common emotions to feel, especially yeah. if you've had multiple surgeries. But now on the orthopedic side, okay. Let's are there any qualities that you look for in orthopedic surgeons? It could surround their personality or it could be how they treat you. And yeah. you think that has an impact on your recovery, good or bad? So I definitely look for someone who listens. I've had multiple doctors who listen really well. And I've had multiple doctors who just straight up ignore my thoughts and questions. I think that is terrifying as a patient because you don't know anything. I don't know anything in the world of doctors and medicals. Um, so yeah, I just want someone who listens to my questions, addresses them thoroughly. I also look for someone who it doesn't feel like I'm rushed, which I think is hard to do for doctors. They're so stretched thin, like they have so many patients. Um, and I love that they try to see as many patients as they can, but when it's your five minutes or 10 minutes with the doctor, I want to feel like it's mine. There's no distractions. Um, but yeah, just someone who's warm and kind um, and who listens, who's going to make you feel like your questions are valid. They're not stupid and, and they're going to help you out. And yeah, that that is that's just been a positive impact for me. I've had many negative doctors, unfortunately, who don't listen for that reason. They might be the best doctor in the world, but if they don't listen, like, what's the point? Like, I don't know what you're doing if you can't listen to my questions. So it's hard. No, I totally agree with you. And it's funny, working as a medical assistant now, I can see 
both sides a little bit. For example, yeah, yeah, yeah. my doctor, I who I is a spine surgeon, he loves to spend as much time with the patient as possible. Yeah. Except we're just perennially behind. Our day <laughs> like, always, dude, we're an hour behind. Yeah, our day always ends late because he does like to spend as much time with patients. And usually that goes yeah. beyond the time that we've booked for them. So I have patients who are mad at me because we're running late. But yeah. then I have patients who really <laughs> like his doctoring right. style. <laughs> So it's I'm getting, so, so it's a catch twenty two and I'm usually the middleman. So it's funny. I'm like, wait, he's, he'll spend a lot of time with you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, we're just running behind because this is the type of doctor that he is. Yeah. And I I think it's a better way of doing things. Can I ask you a question? Like, how much is technically the allotted time that doctors are supposed to have? Like, what's the time slot? So for us, we try to spend thirty minutes on someone who's new, and a new patient is okay. someone that we've never seen before, and we do a physical exam. We, he reviews, I mean, for, for that and a follow-up, a follow-up exam is 15 minutes supposed to be, but usually the new patients run about 30, 20 to 30 minutes. And then the follow-ups are the ones that can sometimes go over because my doctor is a very conservative treatment, treating doctor. He starts with PT and then we go to MRIs or we do, you know, some combination of that. We do pain management. And then the last thing that we do is surgery for most cases. Yeah. And surgery is a long discussion, but those are only right. booked in 15 minute appointments. Okay. So, so 15 minutes. Yeah. Exactly. So usually our new patient is 30 if they're brand new. And then unless they haven't been seen for three years, then they'd be rebooked as a new patient again. Okay. But if they've been seen within three years then they're just 15 minute follow-ups and usually those are the ones that can run extra for, like I said, you sometimes get surgery. Okay. Wow. 15 minutes. That's so quick. It's pretty quick. That's so quick. It's pretty quick. And I think that's, I mean, I think from what I've heard, there's even there's different practices that run a quicker uh, experience, oh if that gosh. makes sense. Like 10 minutes? I don't know how long. But oh my gosh. One of the things that I've, I've talked to my doctor about is we've talked about how now in, in medicine, they're diverting some of the attention away from the doctor because okay. it's just less expensive in that way. Like more nurses are being like PAs. And so instead right. you'll see a PA, whereas in the past you might see a doctor. But PAs are kind of supplementing that role of being like a clinic physician, but not really a physician, if that Got makes it. sense. Like a nurse practitioner, PA. Yeah, there's so increases of those and decreases in doctors, which is very interesting. That is really, I yeah. would never guess that. Because they get cool. paid less in like PAs and, and nurses, so. Okay. It's always, it's always kind of brutal. Kind of brutal. It's always, in medicine, it's really sad, but it is, yeah. there is this cost, like capitalistic aspect to yeah. medicine. I know that's, it's, it's kind of brutal. And then you get these huge hospital bills. You're like, what is going on? Yeah. Oh gosh. That's oh a, my gosh. That's another talk. Yeah. That's another, that's talk. another Finance talk. Finance is a whole nother Finance talk. Finance is another talk. So let's get back to it. Okay. I want to hear some of your bad, quote unquote, bad experiences with orthopedic surgeon. This could be due, like you said, a lack of effective communication, or if you've walked out of the room feeling even more concerned about (laughs) your situation. (laughs) Sure. Well, how how was that? How have you felt about that in the past? I, one story comes to mind. One story comes to mind. Um, So when I was having my surgery on my right arm, I had a bunch of nerve problems there. I would talk to that doctor and I mean, we had already waited in the waiting room for three hours. So that just, it already kind of makes you sad. It makes you a little angry if I'm being frank. 
And we finally saw him. I was with my mom. And afterwards, all of our questions had been cut off. We didn't get to really ask anything. And he had basically just been like, you have this problem. It's surgery. That's the only option. And we were like, oh, like in the meantime, would any stretches or anything help? We were trying to, you know, I was in school, so it had to wait till summer. So we we're like, is there anything we can do to like, you know, lessen the pain at the time? He's like, no, it's surgery or bust. So maybe that's true, but that when you just get cut off, when you feel like there's no hope in a treatment plan aside from surgery, it just, that kind of sucks. But when I finally did have the surgery, he was just a doctor who I felt like didn't respect the faculty that he worked with. It felt very hierarchical. Is that a word? Yeah, hierarchical. I think so. <laughs> Something like that, right? It just felt like he was the total top dog and he didn't work with anyone else. He wasn't a team player. And so when I went into my surgery, they were putting the IVs in me, like in the totally wrong arm. And I finally spoke up. Surprise, I'm scared to speak up. But I finally spoke up and I was like, it seems weird that the IVs in my right elbow when I'm going to have the surgery on the right elbow, like that's wrong. I've had plenty of surgeries to know that that doesn't feel right. And the doctor was like, Oh my, are you, or the, the nurses there helping me out in the surgery center were like, Oh my gosh, like the, all the paperwork says the surgery is supposed to be on your left arm. Like my doctor just like, I don't know if he didn't clarify it to his staff and then his staff messed up. Like it just showed this chain reaction of events. And then when he showed up, cause you know, the doctor shows up and he, right before he's about to like the anesthesia doctor comes and right before your, your surgeon shows up, they just kind of say, Hey, everything good. And then they leave. Mm -hmm. I mean, I looked at him panicked and I was like, it's the wrong arm. Like, why does the paperwork say it's the wrong arm? And he was so annoyed. He, he didn't take, which I totally get. It's so stressful, but I was really stressed. I was crying. I was really upset. And he, he didn't take the time to be like, Hey, it's okay. We're going to fix it. Like no problem. This is so bad on us. Like we're going to fix it. He was just like, that's ridiculous. And he walked away and, and then they changed it later, but there was just no effort to make me feel like safe or comfortable to even answer my questions and those things. So I've had a couple, I've had a couple bad experiences like that, where they just like aren't team players. And it shows, it shows later down the line, it just like affects the chain reaction of events. That sounds like an absolute horror story. <laughs> and I am, I can't even, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Cause I would be completely panicked. Oh, I was panicked. I've never been more panicked in my life. I remember when they were doing, as you said, the countdown when they give you your anesthesia and you're out by like eight or seven. They were like, okay, start counting down. And I literally was going, 10, right arm, nine, right arm, eight, right arm. Like I was begging them to do surgery on the right arm because I was so terrified, even when I was like drugged out on the anesthesia. Yeah. Well, I just, <laughs> wow. That's a lot to unpack there. And what what an interesting story. I'm so glad that you spoke up because that would have been, that would have been a disaster. So bad. It that would have been, been so bad. I, I Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. The wrong imagine waking up, the surgery's in the wrong place. I I have no idea what I would do. I would be I don't even know. So bad. <laughs> so and yeah, I've had negative experiences. You brought up a very interesting point about being a team player as an orthopedic surgeon, how you can recognize that as a patient. Yeah. I had a great talk with Dr. Pfeiffer. It's going to be episode two. Love and it. he mentioned that as an orthopedic surgeon and actually does see Dr. Pfeiffer too. As yes, well as I saw I do. him. So Thanks, we're both Josh. patients of Dr. Pfeiffer. But he referenced 
his surgery as being a t- like a football team because he used to play football I and he that. was a quarterback and his nurses and his fellow techs that are in the room are his wide receivers and linemen yeah. and in order for you to have an ex- successful surgery you have to have all the pieces in great communication with each yeah. other including the patient the patient's like the football no it's not the football right? <laughs> no i love that but you know you can't yeah. without a patient there you're not going to have a team and so right. it really does start with the patient and you made it you made a great point about the team and how you can see it. And I think that's important for my listeners to know yeah. your patient can see if you're running an effective practice, right? It's not like they're oblivious, they're human too. And they can notice certain things. And these things could differentiate you from being a good surgeon from a fantastic one that people love and people uh, appreciate and will and remember refer to their friends. Exactly. Yeah. Refer to the friends and, and remember for a lifetime, you know? Yeah. So I love that. That was a great point. In closing, this is my last question for you. Okay. This is for a patient. Maybe I have a patient who's listening, wants to learn more about orthopedics. Okay. But they're a patient first. What would you tell them, being an experienced veteran of orthopedic surgeries? What would you tell a patient who may be going into their first surgery? Oh my gosh. Their first, so they're getting a surgery. Yeah. So they they were just told that they need surgery. Okay. Their emotions are running rampant. Yeah. As usual. What would you tell them? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Why, why was I going to say, don't be scared? And I'm like, I would hate to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say just feel every emotion and lean on your friends for help. Lean on your friends and family if you're blessed enough to be surrounded by good ones. It's okay to ask for help. I was always trained. It's easy in the society. It's very individualistic. So it is hard to ask for help or to say, like, at least for me especially, there's been times where it's been really hard for me to say, hey, I need accommodations after surgery or even going into one. Um even like if you're in surgery and you're cold, like to say, Hey, can I get a blanket? So I would just say, ask when you need, it's okay to be vocal. And it's, it's more than okay to, to ask questions during this process. And, and then it's going to be okay. Your life's always going to go on. Your life's still going to be good. It might change, but it'll be just as rich. It'll be just as fulfilling because yeah, I don't Life know. Life goes on. Life goes on and we're so good at adapting. We're so good at finding new interests and new hobbies. If I hadn't had any of my surgeries, I I was always a sports kid. I would never have done acapella in college. I would never have learned like how to do calligraphy, things like that. Just things I would have never done if I hadn't had these sort of like setbacks, these sort of resets. Um That is an absolute wonderful point. I always think of that too. Where would I be without my surgeries? And I don't know if I would be here talking to you if I didn't have my surgeries. And I think that is a great outlook. And I just want to personally thank you for your time. You have been a wonderful guest on my show. And I look forward to talking to you in the future. So thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for having me. So everybody, that is going to be the episode for this week. I hope you tune in the future to So You Want to Be an Orthopedic Surgeon for more episodes like this where you can get a whole picture of what it means to be an orthopedic surgeon. 
Thanks, you guys.